we could talk all day about how much we love the Beatles. They're, they're just, but I can't get over how good they look. Besides how good they sing and how yeah. are you know and what they composed mm -hmm. to be all those things. You're listening to Something Will Happen, a podcast about the largest Beatles music festival in North America, Abbey Road on the River. It takes place every Memorial Day weekend in Jeffersonville, Indiana. If you're a music fan of any kind, you gotta come. We have up to six stages playing music all day long by almost 50 Beatles and classic rock tribute bands, food trucks and drinks, awesome art installations, merchandise and art vendors, and a playground for kids. Whether you're new to Abbey Road on the River or you're a festival regular, you'll find something you love. This is Something Will Happen. Something Will Happen at Abbey Road on the River. Come join us. Welcome everyone to the podcast, Something Will Happen. We're talking about something that will happen very soon, just Abbey Road on the River. And today I have producer Gary Jacob joining me to talk about the festival happening next week. Today is Wednesday, isn't it? It It is. Yeah. Is this our final podcast of the season? No, we're going to have a couple more. Oh, so I'm not the last act. Well, we can interview again after the okay. after, after the festival to the recap it. Yes. Yeah, let's hope it's a good post-mortem. Uh, post-mortem. Yeah. Post-event wrap-up. Post-event, yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the festival let's, coming up. Because yeah. uh, we have some changes, and we have a lot of fun stuff ch ch happening. Ch changes, huh? Yeah. Um, so let's talk, let's first talk about our... Uh, recent lineup change. You want to tell us about that? Well, I guess I have to because you asked the question. But <laughs> I would have taken the position that there are no changes. We just keep moving forward, and we produce Abbey Road on the River, and we we work with everything that we have, and we do the best we can. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, it's true that uh, one of the bands last week uh, had an unfortunate illness, and of course the band happened to be the Rascals. And uh, we wish everyone in the band uh, good health. But, uh, yeah, we got a sudden call or a quick call that the show was off. I think that was on Thursday. Yeah. And um, we had to do a lot of things to, uh, you know, make sure that we had the ship righted. But that's what we're good at. We are, yeah. uh, we are the best at uh, crisis control. Well, that's what happens in events all the time. Is Oh, so we're not the best. All events are the best. Um, no, we are the best. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not uncommon for unforeseen things to happen. Uh, the unforeseen. And to have to juggle everything that comes along with uh, it. The fog of events. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, I think we handled it really well. It was a quite a 24-hour uh, period of getting everything rescheduled. And what we did was we always knew that Classic Stone had been planning to do the number one album in a large way. And, you know, we've been talking about it for probably 10 months. And planning it for that long and creating a guest lineup for that show as well. But that show was on Sunday night because we had booked the Rascals with M Mickey Dolenz, or it was actually Felix Cavalieri and Mickey Dolenz together. And we booked that show. Should I tell this story, Melissa? Yeah. Okay. We booked that show <laughs> last March and we announced it last May at the festival. And we ran lots of promotional videos that you made on the big screen and mm -hmm. people were really yeah, excited of the you know that Mickey and Felix were touring together well apparently Mickey and Felix decided not to tour together sometime in the fall 
but they were keeping our one show. But all the other shows that they had scheduled or were going to schedule weren't happening. And that was starting to make me a little nervous. Mm -hmm. I was starting to wonder what this was. And then I got the call that Mickey had double booked Saturday, May 27th. And uh, I kind of just like held the phone in my hand as I was listening. You know, there's this great Instagram page that you you and I both read called Agent yeah. versus Promoter. Yeah. And uh, although we're we're small, we're not big time players, but I do get into these agent versus promoter moments that I love to just kind of relish. And um, the, so what was this one? So this one was Mickey's double booked, and it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then saying, you know, is there any way you would consider moving him to Thursday? And, uh, of course, we never had. We'd had Jay Clemens on Thursday mm -hmm. back in 17. But this wasn't a show that I originally could envision that way. But the yeah. more I thought about it, and because of the concessions that the promoter got the agent to make, we decided to move Mickey to Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to split them up. And it's split two them up. different headliners. Yes, and that exactly. that was great. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the bottom line. We got to split them up into two different headliners. Thank you. And uh, then you know, so we had Mickey for Thursday, and then we got the call that there was no Saturday with Felix, and uh, you know, just made me think about when we booked Tommy James back in the uh, early in early nineteen to play in twenty. And then there was no 20 because of COVID. Yeah. And then we rebooked him for October. Uh -huh. And then there was no October because of COVID. And then there was no 21. We did the Penny Lane event. Mm -hmm. So by the time Tommy played at Abbey Road last year, we'd had him booked for three years. <laughs> right. And yeah. it, for me, as a promoter of this particular festival, you know, it put me on the learning curve of how much more do I want to do that? How much more do we want Abbey Road on the River to be featuring classic rock stars from the 60s and 70s, knowing that there's so many uncontrollable factors now? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, look, I don't, I'm not an ageist because I, as I've said, I'm the oldest person at the festival. I'll be 75 and. December. But stuff always comes up. But with, stuff comes up with, with and, and, and plus the legacy bands that we've had such great fortune with. They've all been phenomenal. But yeah. after COVID, the prices went up. Yeah. And the riders became trickier and the hotel rooms became trickier. And this podcast wasn't about that me to tell you that <laughs> whole story, but some good background. I'm 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 trying to get out of booking legacy bands. There's still like we have Lawrence Juber next year. I don't consider that a legacy band. That's a contemporary touring yeah. artist that, uh, you know, he, he can be doing this till he's 95, and I hope he is. Yeah, well, and he also covers the Beatles, yeah. so he's a tribute So that's the source. change in our schedule, Melissa. What so do you want to talk about? on Saturday night, let's talk about this year's festival. We have the Tony Kishman uh, moved into that earlier slot. Have I ever told you the Tony Kishman story? No, do you want to tell? You want to tell everyone about the Tony Kishman story? Well, you actually know it because you were there, right? But uh, I went to Beetlefest last year, which is actually the fest for Beatles fans, 
in uh, Chicago because your band was playing. Mm -hmm. And I had a sponsor meeting in Chicago that week as well. And uh, so you were at the fest. So I went to the fest because mm -hmm. I really wanted to see your band, which is phenomenal. The mm -hmm. Pepperland Orchestra. Anybody gets a chance to see it in Chicago? Yeah. They're as good as anybody else at Abbey Road on the River. Oh, thanks. There you are. So, um, string, string rock band, but I had to be anyway. somewhere early the next morning and I was getting ready to go to bed and I stumbled by their ballroom and I was standing in the back with a couple Abbey Road customers. I, they used to be, I hope they still are, Patty Murdoch and, um, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on a name that I shouldn't be blanking on, but it'll come back to me in a minute. We were all talking and, um. I thought I saw Paul McCartney on the stage. I, just, I went <laughs> the ghost of Paul. Right. I was like, "Who is that?" Yeah. And I just started. Oh my god! Like from the back of the room, right it looked just like Paul. It was like a magnet just started drawing me all the way up to the front. And I was being mm -hmm. pulled like by this pole, and I get up there. Pulled and went, by Paul. Paul. Right. <laughs> Paul was pulling me, and I saw Tony Kishman for the first time, and I had yeah. heard of him, but I hadn't paid much attention. And then he wound up doing about another hour after that. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, and it was. I just said, "Wow, we need him." But yeah. but that didn't happen right away. Then I had to think about it more. I came home. And yeah. Found his management team and then put it together. And, well, and also he didn't look like like Paul from the '60s. He looked like Paul from the the 2000s. Yeah, the 2000s. Like on like right. with the white shirt and right. black pants, which is the, a great Paul. It's a great look, yeah. So it's like he he wasn't trying to be a young Paul. Right. He was being like authentic Paul, right. and it was like, who's that? That's him. That's him. Yeah, it's Paul. Right. Like that, wow, that's the Paul we've been seeing. For that's the, last the Paul we years. know now. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's so cool to see yeah. to see him. And Tony just uh, he's grown into it, right? Exactly. He's not a, a sixty-year-old guy trying to play a twenty-five-year-old guy. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's playing somebody his age. He's playing authentic ball and he, and he does it so well so i'm really so, really looking forward to his two shows mm -hmm. and uh i can tell you now that we've already booked him for next year <gasps> so he time. better so you better be good tony oh man we've actually <laughs> melissa and i both, well, we saw him He's right we've amazing. had a lot of phone conversations with him and we've gotten to know him pretty well over yeah. the last seven or eight He's, we have a podcast with him too yeah. he's a great guy. he's awesome yeah um, so that's happening Saturday, and then the classic Stone uh, Beatles number one album yeah. is going to follow that on that's the main Saturday. stage. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I know I like to talk about all the main stage acts, and I do because it's they're the main stage acts. But yeah. Friday night, Britbeat is going to bring. Oh my gosh! You know the new buzzword in uh, in show business is immersive. Everything is immersive. Immersive. Now. Yeah, and uh, it's an experience yes. to see a show. <laughs> yeah. It really is, though. Yeah. And, you know, with the, all the technology people do yeah, now, the exactly. light shows, the yeah. video shows, like it really takes yeah. you there. Yeah, in fact, I was just reading that uh, James Dolan, the, uh, the the head of Madison Square Garden, is building a place in Vegas called the Sphere, which is going to be an Ooh. immersive concert hall, mm -hmm. and it's opening with you too. And uh, oh, cool. it, it's supposed to be something that's never been seen before on planet Earth. So wow, we'll see what that's all about. But it's funny how the word immersive now is the buzzword and i think actually that randy and christopher getzler coined the word immersive 
and they developed their <laughs> Ridbeat show. Yeah, so exactly. we're going to see something that's really cool with Ridbeat on Friday night. Because yeah. the screen is going to be immersed. Immersed. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Something like immersed that. in uh, some amazing graphics Beetle and Mania. Beetle footage yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then on Friday the, night, we also have Drew Harrison. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Classic Stones going to do Pink Floyd Pink on Floyd's a Friday, on Friday night. Yeah. That's never happened before. I, uh, I yeah, should. so people who yeah. haven't been able to stay for Monday get to see the Pink Floyd show on Friday. Yeah, it's that. only been, it, we've never done it on anything but Monday, right? I think so, right. yeah. Yeah, it's, well, that's going to boggle some minds. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be a Pink Floyd oh, fan, yeah. but listeners, you don't have to be a Pink Floyd fan yes. to be blown away by what Classic Stone is going to do. You don't, because I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan, right. and... That this the first time I saw it, I was like you to Tony Kishman. I was like, "What's happening? I have to move to the front of the stage." It's like being <laughs> in a really good dream that you don't want to. End. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's really a great show. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And uh, last year was particularly great because the lighting from uh, our main lighting provider CNH was just the best we've ever had. Yeah, and the lights were bouncing off the Walcott apartment building, the Town Place Hotel. There was those lights going all around the place. And mm-hmm. It was it was actually immersive. Yeah, that was an immersive <laughs> show. So and then we've got the George Martins on Friday. No, 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 they're on. They're Saturday, on Saturday. Saturday. So, uh, well, they're on Friday too. But. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. And on that uh, stage afterwards, right before Brittany. Oh. Who's on right before Brittany? Gavin. On um, Friday. Yeah. Uh, Gavin. Yes, and Drew Harrison. Back to back. Yeah, that Gavin Pring guy, we're pretty lucky to have him. Gavin's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he goes all the way back to the second Abbey Road on the River in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, we all know that he met his wife at Abbey Road on the River mm-hmm. in Cleveland, and he has an Abbey Road on the River baby. But, you know, the Fab Four, which will be back at Abbey Road on the River next year, is the most you know, arguably, either they or Rain are the most successful Beatles touring act ever. And, you know, if you look at the Fab Four schedule, they do one, two shows a week. They're out there in the best theaters in the country. So for us to have Gavin for three days, that he gives up being with the Fab Four that weekend to be with us, that's, uh, I guess, to me, it's a... It's a tribute to how much he loves Abbey Road on the River, how much we mm-hmm. love him, and what great friends we are. You know, so, yeah. you know, I just I'm gonna just put this in parentheses. I, I feel like I need to say this. A lot of people listening don't think I'm friends with the bands, but I am. <laughs> but you are. So and Gavin's a great friend and we're glad that he's gonna be doing three days. So it- and we've given him free reign this year to do a lot more. He's got a big ensemble show with a lot of players. He's got Kevin Ashford, he's got Joan Burton, he's got several of the members of some other, some guys, other guys, all the members of some oh, other guys. Oh, yeah, it's like that whole band. And, uh, yeah, so, so which, so we have a lot of new bands coming too, which, well, I was going to ask, which show or band are you most looking forward to as the promoter, producer of this event? There's a few. I'm, uh, I'm equally excited to see Savage Young Beatles. Yeah. Because we've been talking to their manager, Jonathan Weiss, who's become a good friend. 
for several months. And, uh, you know, they, they have the potential to steal the festival, you know, right mm-hmm. out of the box. I mean, we've been lucky, you know, when we've, we've introduced bands like the Black Ties and Belize and, and go all the way back to 2003 of the bands we've introduced mm-hmm. that for the first time that became, people said, where'd you find them? And I'm hoping that that, I'm hoping that Lori Proya comes up to me after she sees the Savage Young Beatles uh-huh. and says, where did you find them? And says to me, they're the best. I'm having so much fun listening to them, I hope. So yeah. Savage Young Beatles, if you're listening, the pressure's on. Uh, the George Martins from Cleveland, I've, mm-hmm. I went and saw them over Christmas. They did Sergeant Pepper at the Music Box in Cleveland. And uh, I just loved their presentation. It, they had just their own their own style on stage, I guess is the best way to describe it. They weren't overacting, but they were really delivering the music. And uh, so we've put them together with strings mm-hmm. and Kevin Ashba. He's playing yeah, for George right. Martins. And, and so really looking forward to their debut, looking forward to the Beatles. You know, we've been talking yeah. to them for several years. And it's going to be cool. Yeah, I just think that they're going to dance and sing great, and people are really going to enjoy seeing them. They're such a throwback to mod london right and yeah to have them the dress in that Street way it's gonna be it's gonna be great am i talking cool. too much no um we don't have really an agenda for this podcast no. <laughs> just we talk. don't have an agenda i just want to today's we're supposed to be working today but that's okay we're in like the calm before the storm the eye of the hurricane we're no we're like before the hurricane yeah. comes at us so yeah. <laughs> we finally found time to do a podcast yeah um, who, who are well, our maybe, other bands? Well, we've got a lot on Monday. Well, we've got the Doorway. We got Doorway, doorway Access. Access. Who does uh, Jimi Hendrix? But there's Dave another Meeland new, band. There's another new band I'm excited about. Who is it? Who is another new band? I'm not looking at my computer. The Dave Meeland band. Dave Meeland, they're 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 spun out of the old Devonshires from Louisville, which was really one of Louisville's greatest bands. You know what I'm excited about is the Blue Meanies Monkeys show, because I love the monkeys. She's leaving home. Yes. Let's talk about that. That's going to be awesome, because they do synth beetles. Yes. We have a lot of variety. We do. We have have the best variety we've ever had. Thank you very much. Seriously. Yeah. And and I don't want to hear anybody saying to me, where's blah, 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 because it doesn't matter. We have diversity here this year that is very unique. Well, we've always had great bands. Right. You, know, you think about having the and the beach, lineups have always switched around. From Japan when we had that the beach trips. Right. And we've had such a unique lineup of bands. Yeah. From all over Europe and all over South America. It's uh, and, and of course the beach trips from Japan. But yeah, she's leaving home. Is going to um, slay this audience. <laughs> yeah. People are going to want to move to Finland. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> you hear that, Finland? <laughs> Melissa wants to live there. <laughs> Help me move there. Can I just stop for a minute and say what a great job you've done on this festival this year? Me? Yeah, you. Little old me. <laughs> <laughs> I pat you on the back a lot, but you are the best working, collaborating partner I've ever had. Wow. And uh, we have, and we work hard, and we have, we struggle. This is not easy. We struggle. Oh, yeah. We're, we're always trying to sell tickets, 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 tickets. Because we, we both pride ourselves, you especially, as being artists. I mean, you're, a, you're yes. an accomplished cello player. You're a guitar player. You're a singer. You're an 
impressionist, you're a comedian, you know, you have so many things that you do. Writer. And, and a writer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to leave that out. But, you know, me, I'm just, me, I'm a promoter. But I do look at this canvas of Abbey Road on the River as something that, you know, means a lot to my art, and I want to get mm -hmm. it right. Yeah. And, uh, you and I. That's a cool way to think of it. Have been really working hard. We, we've done it every year we've worked hard. But this year had a lot of speed bumps and uh, hurdles, you know. And the good Lord kept making the, the, the hurdles a little bit higher every month. And uh, we've been clearing them. Haven't knocked any over yet, so hopefully we're going to get to the finish line. Starting line first, finish line next, and make okay. this a great event. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're amazing. I, I I I will say this again publicly. She's not going to stay forever. She's leaving home, but she's leaving. <laughs> we don't know when. Where's my home? We got we got lucky that we had her for a few years. Yeah, but between. <laughs> and the between the podcasts and all the newsletters and all the you work not hard. all the socials you worked hard this year. um you handle all the everything bands, else all the contracts a lot of bands contracts you hotels sponsorships finance, the hotel sponsorships online advertising you listen to me three hours a day just trying we to discuss things out. a lot we discuss things yes. a lot <laughs> i like that's the part i like is the brainstorming and like the figuring out where are things going to go on site? How can people best move through the site? Where's the food going to be placed? I handle all the food contracts ahead of time. We've got too. such great food vendors this year. Yeah. Really yeah. Should we, um, should we stop praising me and talk about no, something we can, else? We, we need to praise some more. <laughs> I was going to praise some other people. Yes. Let's praise some other people. So now the rest of the staff is finally, you know, they've shifted into, full gear now high gear. and high gear and Derek is you know going to be once again making sure that the trains run on time on every stage yeah and nobody, that's a hard nobody job. does it better <laughs> than he does nobody I don't know if people understand what some people do which you can't even explain it actually like but all the, the little details he's the best production it. manager in Louisville and that's yeah. not even what he does anymore I mean because he's the best <laughs> carpenter designer yeah Wood butcher, wood woodworker in, in, in Louisville, but his production management skills are just incredible. And Mendy is the best beverage manager in Louisville, and she's been our beverage manager, I think, since '08. Yeah, I mean, all, yeah, we've had such longevity with with people. And, and Melanie is amazing. Melanie since from the beginning, and you know, we call her box office manager, but she's so much more than the box yeah. office. Yeah. She trains the staff. She orders all the things we need. Things I don't even think about. Right. She's got her department. Yeah. <laughs> and she does it really well. Emily and Amberie are now only in their second and a half year at the uh, right. at the running the merch. merch booth. But they're great. Yeah. They're they're so on top of it. I'm so excited to see them really this year do their thing. And, yeah. Uh, and Emily does all these podcasts too. Right. And has been doing some design. Some of her t-shirts will be out there. Should Paul Northam from the city. Paul. Has just, he's joined, he's taking the week off from his job with the city to run the site. And uh, he's just, well, he runs the site 51 weeks a year too. So he knows so much. And he's just such a great 
friend and ally, Dave Lemke. We, you know, Dave, Dave just, Dave's in the band Union Jack. Everybody knows him. He's the drummer, the drummer. He retired from his regular job as the purchasing agent or head buyer for a Massachusetts utility. And I think he's been retired now for a little bit over a year. And Dave and I have always been close, but, and I've, you know, he's helped us on the schedule before. He's always done mm-hmm. some bit work. Yeah, a bit double actor. checking things. Yeah. But this year I said to him, I would like to be on the team and become the band liaison and relieve you, especially of that day-to-day content a lot of with fans. Correspondence. Yeah. yeah. And he just, not only did he do it, but he loves it. And he's done it so thoroughly. And um, Dave, if you're listening, you've done an amazing job. Thank you. And everybody else on our staff, uh, you know, CNH is our main production team. What about our alley? Our alley is the marketing PR person for the festival. She's been doing it since, oh, she said in her own podcast, she's been doing it since 12, but she's been doing it since eight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's just great. She got us WDRV as our main television partner this year. She's been working with WSFR and Wacky. She got this great story in the Courier Journal yesterday. And, um, yeah. Just love working with her. It's a love fest, Melissa. <laughs> so we're about peace, love, and rock and roll. Well, that's what people say to me on Facebook. Don't I get it? That it's about peace and love. Why am I such an angry guy? And I just say, just come to the festival. Don't, 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 don't pay attention to Facebook. Come to the no, festival. seriously. Because there's no anger at the festival. We just, we know how to make fun. Make fun? Yeah. Or make fun? Make fun, produce fun. We're good at making people creating happy. fun. Yes, yes. We're good at that. Yeah, seriously. Like social media doesn't really doesn't mean matter. anything. It's bullshit. It's not real Can life. You say on your podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, edit that. <laughs> um, no, we make a lot of fun, and it's in real life, and you get to participate in yeah life real. with real people and make yes. friends and dance with people and hug people and it's different yes. than an experience online yes. and all those videos we had to do during covid and stuff and i was thinking back to that like how great it was at the time when we had nothing but now i like watch a video and i'm like eh, just like get me there i don't want <laughs> i don't want to watch this video but it had a meaning at a certain time well you know i've talked to you a, a little bit lately about that there's been some like the surgeon general of the united states said that loneliness is mm. one of the biggest diseases that yeah. we're facing. And there's been just a lot of commentary about loneliness in the last couple of years. And it's understandable because, you know, we're living in the digital age. We're all working out of our homes, if we're working at all. <clears throat> and um, it's lonely. Right. And so you get to have your road on the river and you're a people that have been coming year after year, people out there listening to this know who I mean, that you've come every year. People like Mark and Alice Podgorski and Debbie Smith and Jill Fine and Kelly and Tom Ellis and, and Laurie Proya, who I previously mentioned, and Joyce Wemmer, who's never missed a festival, Art LeBlanc, who's never missed a festival. I can go on. And, and I'm not reading notes here, people. I know who comes to this event mm-hmm. every year. Right. And, 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 and the Friedland family and the Greenberg family and all these great that families was. that we have. That, that have been coming and supporting us, and Olivia Ann and Carolyn Foster, and you know they have been so good to us, and they come to this event and they 
they engage with every each other and yeah. it is a truly becomes a family reunion for for five days yeah and i'm disappointed at all the people who decided not to come this year because they don't like the things they say on facebook okay that's not the only reason but we lost a lot of good customers this year we've lost a lot of really good customers over the years due to the silo effect where you know you're living in the silo of your politics and if your politics is different from my politics then maybe I don't want to be at your event anymore. And that we lost a lot of people because of that whole thing. And, uh, and yet we pick up so many new people. We have more new customers this year than ever before. It's crazy where they're all coming from, too. Well, everyone's a Beatles fan. but I guess it does have a lot to do with the Beatles. It does. I saw an Instagram video last night of the boys doing help. I don't know where this particular song where it was the Beatles doing help yeah uh-huh. I I stared at it is it from the movie oh. no no actually he said John introduced it and he said we're gonna do a song that's from our next movie okay so I don't know where that so was, it was from. when they were on tour or something yeah. first of all I've never seen him more handsome I was like mesmerized John? looking at him yeah ah. how beautiful he was and his voice and I went oh my god this guy what a trip that there was this guy. And then standing next to him was George and Paul, yeah. who were just as handsome. Mm-hmm. And then Paul did one of his ooh-ooh-oohs in a side angle that I had not seen. And I just went, God, these guys were magic. Mm-hmm. Just complete magic. Yep. And we get to do a festival <laughs> that's about them. Honoring them. And that they are they are gods. Now, you know I like Bruce Springsteen better, but they are... <laughs> But they are gods. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, that, I, I don't know. I just. They're amazing. Right? We can talk all day about how much we love the Beatles. They're, they're just, but I can't get over how good they look. Besides how good they <laughs> sing and how, yeah. are, you know, and what they composed. Mm-hmm. To be all those things. Yeah. At 25 at 20, years. Yeah, at 25. To be all those things. It's amazing. It, it is. Well, it's like Mickey Mantle hit a lot of home runs. Right? <laughs> Some people do it when they're 25. Some people do it when they're 75. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, that was good. Good talk about the festival in general. Yeah. They should come, everyone. Well, yeah, if you, you get come. Get your tickets ahead of time on the website, arotr.com. Yeah. Um, and kids you're- get in free if you buy early. So... If you, come, you gonna, if you come and you meet me and Melissa, you know you're going to have fun. Because you can tell listening, we have fun. You're going to have fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, get all the details off the website. We don't have to tell you all the details. Just do. There's so many details. This is our last podcast. And no, we're going to do one after the festival. We'll see. Let's <laughs> if we're, if, if we're standing. Once we sleep. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. Okay, thank, thank you. you we'll, we'll see everyone at the festival. Thank you. And go to AROTR.com for more details. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Something Will Happen. And remember that Abbey Road on the River is happening May 25th to 29th, 2023. You can find all the details, get your tickets, book your hotels, see all the bands that are coming at AROTR.com. And if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, 
send us an audio recording of yourself to AROTR18 at gmail.com, telling us your favorite memory or show from a festival in the past or what you're most excited about this coming year. Keep the fun going all year long by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and we'll see you in May. Something will happen.